Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. And we are back on Healthcare Experience Matters. I am your host, Casey Callanan. Welcome to another episode. Today, our guest is Dr. George Maisel. Dr. Maisel is a board-certified internist and geriatrician. He is also a physician coach and speaker with the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Dr. Maisel is the author of the recently published book, The Resilient Healthcare Organization, How to Reduce Physician and Healthcare Worker Burnout. And I'd like to ask him some questions about this book today and what are some real good takeaways. And also, I want to hear about the research that went into writing it and what he learned while writing this book and researching this book. Dr. Maisel, if you can just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your professional background before we jump into this discussion. Sure. Thank you, Casey. Again, my name is Dr. George Maisel. I'm an internist and geriatrician. I was in practice for about a dozen years and then went working for one of the large payers, after that, I worked for a number of hospital and hospital organizations as chief medical officer of the hospital and the system, and then also was CEO of a large clinically integrated network. I've uh, written a number of books in the interim on population health, lean in healthcare, and physician alignment, as well as the most recent book uh, that we're talking about on physician burnout. More recently, I've been involved with physician leadership and patient experience, and hopefully helping leading organizations to doing a better job taking care of their physicians and their patients. And before I ask you specifically about the book, which I want to get into, just as a refresher, can you remind listeners why the conversation is so important on burnout and why professional burnout is considered an epidemic in America? Burnout is a huge issue in healthcare. Um, obviously, it's an emotionally draining profession. What we've done over the last many years is built layers and layers of procedure and bureaucracy into healthcare. These are the things that make physicians and other healthcare workers challenged as they're trying to take care of patients. It's not taking care of patients that is leading to burnout. It's all of the things that are getting in the way of taking care of patients. And right now, there are many of them. So those are the items that have contributed to the burnout. And burnout is not just a problem for the individual physician. It's a problem for patients and hospital systems and the healthcare delivery system. Because burnout not only impacts the individual physician, it also contributes to turnover and most importantly, patient safety. Um, More errors happen, a decrease in patient experience. And what we've seen is a suicide rate of physicians that is literally twice other Americans. So it's having huge impact. It also has financial impact. And they think that it replacing a physician that leaves a hospital hospital system can cost the system up to a million dollars, just that transition from one physician to another. So this has huge impact on everybody involved. And when we look at burnout, it's probably worth taking a second and defining the three things that you see in, phys- in burnout because though you can see how they really will impact patients in a very direct fashion. Those are emotional exhaustion, just fatigue that just, it's, it's beyond just tired. It's just a, an apathy. 
um, low personal accomplishment, just feeling like you can't get things done. And probably the thing that affects patient most is that depersonalization uh, of patient care. That's the apathy and irritability, the lack of seeing patients as individual people with needs and cares. So all those things really have a direct impact on patient care and patient outcomes. Our guest today, Dr. George Maisel, discussing his book, The Resilient Healthcare Organization, How to Reduce Physician and Healthcare Worker Burnout. We're discussing some takeaways from this book, and I believe it is discussed in the book. So take us back to the 1970s when the term professional burnout was coined. Who coined the term? How did it come about finally being recognized as something that was very detrimental to our healthcare workforce? Yeah, burnout has been around for a long time, and it's recognized back in the 70s by an American psychologist named Herbert Frydenberger. What he looked at is the stress and an emotional challenge that really went into all of the helping professions. So as this has evolved and we put more and more layers, we've seen this more and more in healthcare. Now, burnout happens in every industry. It's, it's not unique to healthcare. But in healthcare the burnout actually affects patient care and patient safety. Um, So it really has huge impact well beyond just the individuals involved. And what are some of the root causes of burnout? If, if If we really generalize, it's about all the things that get in the way of patient care that really are not valuable to clinical outcomes. But as we take a sort of a step back, we look at what those are, workload can be part of it. Although I'm a, you know, workload's always been high for physicians, you know, long before we really saw the kind of burnout that we're seeing today. So I think that's um, less of an issue, although certainly can contribute. Um, I think we're seeing a lack of control. Uh, Now the physicians are now employees and have all these additional duties of, of compliance and forms they have to fill out. I think the EMR is a huge issue. It's added a lot of time. While it certainly gives a lot of information and data, um, it's put a lot more uh, impact on physicians' time and energy. And we know that physicians take a lot of this work home at night. Now we call it pajama time because every night they go home with two to three hours worth of charting to do in the days before the EMR weren't an issue. Um, I think there's a breakdown of community. We, we, We don't sit in physician lounges anymore like we used to. We don't have the same relationships with medical societies. And I think a lot of folks have called this moral injury rather than burnout because there's a value conflict about how we take care of patients. An example might be if you try to get an authorization to get a certain test for a patient and the insurance company says it's not indicated, that can put you in in a value situation. So there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. If you look at all those things that don't help take care of patients, those are the things that contribute to the burnout that we're seeing today. Yeah, and I wanted to ask why you think burnout is occurring more now so than ever. You mentioned a lot of the advancements in healthcare, including the EMR system, of course. Is there anything else you can think of as as to why nowadays it seems to be happening more prevalent than ever. Healthcare has a habit of just layering on more things as as we move forward rather than taking anything away. 
So we've really disrupted the workflow of the physician inside the hospital. The EMR, I've already talked about a huge challenge, but it's, it's all the rules and regulations and all the check boxes that have to be done. And the way we've externalized some of the cost control mechanisms on healthcare, um, all these things impact the physicians in a challenging way. Also now, as I mentioned earlier, many of them are employed. So that changes the autonomy model that they're used to. And then add to that, the fact that healthcare knowledge is, is doubling and tripling very quickly, that technology is growing, the challenges are growing, the compensation models and other uh, alignment models don't always seem equitable to, to physicians and healthcare workers. And if you add all those external resources inside an already burdened healthcare system with all the increasing patient care challenges of demographics and, and aging population and so on, um, it really, it gives a lot of mixed focuses for anybody trying to provide good healthcare to patients. Absolutely. And of course, you put in the time and the research and the work for this book, The Resilient Healthcare Organization. So in preparing all the work for this book and writing it, uh, what have you learned about those that overcame a loss of enthusiasm or feelings of cynicism and, and a low sense of personal accomplishment? Some of the takeaways are there are some hospital hospital systems out there that are really starting to do some really good things in this area. Now, COVID was a little bit of a, a setback because obviously priorities shifted. I think the challenge is there's a lot of inconsistency out there in how people are approaching this. There's a lot of recognition that it's, that it's an issue, but I don't think enough healthcare systems are actively measuring this and then actively focusing on engaging solutions. I think there needs to be more of a recognition that the organization that's, that solves this problem, or at least is in the process of solving this problem, has a huge competitive advantage of more engaged physicians, better patient experience, better outcomes, less turnover, less safety issues, and really, you know, better patient care, better teamwork. So I think the inconsistency out there, and I think the other thing I would also say is, you know, some of the things that have to happen around licensing and malpractice and managed care and all those things out there that have to be um, looked at and mitigated to also look at a really patient-centric approach to providing health care. So I think um, there's a lot of things going on today, but I think hopefully it's time to start reinitiating a lot of the good work that was going on pre-pandemic and focusing on healthcare worker and physician burnout. You, you mentioned the inconsistency. So in an ideal world, like how can burnout be fought at the individual level by systems? Well, I think that the solutions for burnout have to be at the individual level, at the team level, at the corporate level, and at the societal, societal level. Um, all, all of those are required to, to move us in, in a place away from burnout. So the individual items are things that we've known about a long time, and they're much easier said than done. But it's just taking good care of yourself with um, getting some sleep, eating well, exercise, work-life balance, getting out of the office. Um, some protected time where you can really focus on the things that interest you, looking at certain types of career pathing of doing what you want to do. And then, of course, a compensation and alignment model that supports all that 
and hopefully a culture and value system of the institution that aligns with yours. Those are sort of on the personal level and then moving into the team and corporate level. As we move into that, you know, one level up becomes about the culture of the organization and the team, the support that they get to take care of patients, the support staff. It's so um, it's having enough staff, it's having enough nursing, it's having enough other staff to get things done appropriately. And then it's about creating that culture that's really um, the value system is the same as physicians, which hopefully is centered on taking good care of patients. And that's where the EMR comes in, um, making it work as as good as it can work, Um, looking at workflow, not adding additional work to physicians, but looking at workflow so that it becomes efficient, so that most of the time it can be done taking care of patients. It may be scribes. There's a lot of things that can go into that. There's not one solution. And then as you move away from that, it becomes looking at um, healthcare systems and societal systems, which means things like licensing and malpractice and managed care and all those things come into play in terms of, um, again, trying to remove the barriers that, that negatively impact physicians' time and energy and taking care of patients. So all those things play a role. The corporate and societal things are, you know, moving to the 80% number, while the individuals is around 20% in terms of the impact that they have. So, but you have to do all of them. And there's not one solution. And every hospital system may be a tiny bit different, but a lot of the things are very common. And I can only imagine the amount of effort and time that goes into researching a book of this magnitude. Is there anything that jumped out at you as perhaps the most surprising thing you learned while doing the research for this book? You're always surprised when you when you sort of go back. And I think, you know, one of the challenges in in doing these kind of books is it's a constantly moving target. So by the time you finish the book, I would have loved to write a whole chapter on the pandemic, but it didn't happen until after the book was um, in publishing. So that that certainly changes some of the the nuances of of the pandemic. So I think you have to recognize that these, any of these books are a snapshot in time, yet a lot of the factors that go into this are really uh, unchanged. But I've seen people starting to do a lot of good work on this. It's becoming recognized. I think what we really have to see is organizations really recognizing that this is important and that they should be measuring it and they should be putting resources into impact it. And that ultimately, Um, this will be a way they take better care of their patients. What do you think the pandemic taught us about resiliency and burnout that we would have otherwise not have realized? What what kind of permanent changes has the pandemic ushered in? I think it taught us that in in a moment of crisis that we have more resiliency than we thought we did. Um, So I think people pulled together to take care of these very sick patients, especially early on. I think it helped hospitals and systems pull together to do this. But I also think that it brought a lot of the flaws in the system together. The lack of PPE consistently at the hospital level, the physicians in the outpatient environment who had no patients or had to close their practice or or go to only telehealth and had huge financial impact on many of them. The financial impact on the hospital that was really not geared to handle pandemic patients Uh, in the quantities they had and give up elective surgeries and other elective and outpatient procedures for a long time. So I think it it brought up a lot of the warts in the healthcare system. 
as well as showing how well we can do when we have to get together and work together to, um, to, to get past something. Now, what's going to be interesting is as we hopefully, and I hope I say hopefully, we're moving to the other side of this, what kind of changes will happen inside these hospital systems as they saw some of the things that they did in terms of um, where the revenue was and wasn't coming from and, and, and the care process as physicians and healthcare workers pulled together to do what they had to do to take care of their patients. But now the crisis hopefully is winding down. Um, now, how is that going to impact where they are on the burnout scale? So I think, I think that chapter has yet to be written. Dr. George Mazel has been our guest today, and we're discussing really what he's learned from putting together this recently published book called The Resilient Healthcare Organization, How to Reduce Physician and Healthcare Worker Burnout. You've given us a lot to think about in today's discussion, and I just want to ask if there's anything else you'd like to add to the conversation before we wrap up here. No, Casey, again, thanks for the opportunity of sharing. Um, I think this is an incredibly important topic that we really just don't talk enough about right now, although it's, it is getting quite a lot of airtime, but, but not enough. Um, I think we need to be looking at this um, across the care continuum and starting with uh, med students and residents and other health workers, um, nurses, and, and basically everybody involved in healthcare um, we need to be having this conversation and starting to look for solutions at acknowledging that this is impacting patient care. Also, all of us together trying to find the joy in practicing health care and medicine and bring it back. Dr. George Mazel, he is a board-certified internist and geriatrician. He's also a physician coach and speaker with the Healthcare Experience Foundation, and we've been discussing his book, The Resilient Healthcare Organization. I want to thank him for joining us for today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Thank you again, Dr. Mazel. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org dot org.